You're listening to War for Idiots, a podcast by idiots for idiots. Hey man, I'll press the buttons. Have you started the recording? Well, yeah, I pressed the buttons, so that counts. That is not always a guarantee. I think we've ascertained that quite a while ago. Um, I I <laughs> take offence to that. I'm I'm nothing if not professional. Right. I look so, at my expensive studio. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, not, it's almost as good as my studio. It's almost as good as my studio. Right, I just uh, I just checked the YouTube. We are live. All right. Um, let's do this. So no more boogers. Let's do it. Let's get, uh, let's get rolling. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all of you podcast listeners all around the world, welcome back to another episode of War for Idiots. WFI. WFI Friday. <laughs> Uh, yes. Thank God it's War for Idiots Friday. Thank God it's War for Idiots Friday. As always, we are your host for this amazing show. I am Rich the Ignoramus. And I am Mick, who's got a cue here. I am Mick the Dunce. <laughs> uh, for case in point. And we are indeed the idiots that you have been looking for. And today we're talking about Space Force. Oh, I'm so excited. Live long and prosper. Space Force. Uh, but before we do, we just wanted to thank all of our listeners out there for your ongoing support of this humble and small podcast. We Will are you thank them. I well, most of us in the room want to want to thank them. Um, but look, Mick and I have a goal. We want to reach more people. So if you're out there right now, whether you're watching live on YouTube or whether you're listening to this podcast, stop what you're doing. Like our Facebook. Like our Twitter. Share the podcast. Tell a friend. Use your socials. Show everyone how smart you are. Comment, get involved with this discussion. Let's spread the word. But don't spread COVID because that's what we're yeah. doing. When don't you spread the word, word, don't spread it in <laughs> people's faces. Yeah, yeah. The word, um, not this communicable disease. But uh, hopefully you're staying safe and healthy. Hey, that, while that's we're a really good tagline. I don't so, think anyone's ever used that before. Spread so, the word. Spread the word. That's, spread the word. Spread the word. Talk about the good pod. How is your good pod COVID going there, Mick? Mate, my pod, uh, my good pod COVID time uh, nearly got interrupted today. So I, I had some visitors today that uh, nearly breached uh, social distancing conventions. But, uh, Just karate chopped them back, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it was you. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, mate, uh, you, you saw my place. Um, yeah. Much just let my garden do its thing and... Uh, and uh, enjoying it, uh, I was uh, very excited, ladies and gents, when uh, Rich pulled up in his car, because one, he had some stuff for me, which we'll talk about mm. in a minute. But two, um, it was uh, it was a chance to break away from the work computer. I'm like, hey, hey, there's someone, there's a car, <laughs> mate. You could have been here to rob the joint. And I was like, come in, fellas, come in. Um, how's your COVID going, mate? It, it, look, to be honest with you, the, the drive out to you today uh, to drop off some of the good to go gear was the furthest and longest I've driven for a long time. So I was, I was really happy to get out of the house and do something different for a while. So it was that's that's pretty much been the highlight of my week there, Mick. Yeah. It so we we live on other sides of a of a city uh, in Australia, yeah. but the city's Canberra, so we live a good ten minutes away. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like Lord of the Rings long. That's how yeah. long it felt like it took me to get there. All right, today we're going to talk about Space Force. I'm extremely excited, but before we, but before before we get into the episode, let's just uh, send a bit of love to one of our sponsors. That's Good to Go Gear G Two G. So if you haven't heard about Good to Go Gear yet, it is an Australian veteran-owned business that has been supporting its customers for over a decade. Whether it's military, camping, adventure, workwear, or first aid, they have a wide range that is ready to be shipped directly to you. And who's in this? Whoa, that's my style. Hey, I mean, I've got the cool wicking shirt on, but yeah, look at this, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm seeing some amazing PT shorts. Um, uh, probably... A COVID leg. This is a COVID leg, ladies. <laughs> that's not a COVID. That's a tas- That's a. That's what happens when COVID mixes with Tasmania. That. That's. So a, ladies that's and gents, two things. Um, uh, COVID means no leg day, and uh, and also uh, don't um, don't you know no no sun tanning in in COVID time. So if you want a pale pasty leg, uh, yeah. and you're listening to this on audio, jump on our YouTube channel and you can check out my legs. No, but Rich, while I was trying to show you, we're my good to go gear shorts. Yes. Uh, plain. Simple, pure black PT shorts, which for those of us who, who do phys ed 
in organizations like the military that have a uniform code, it's really bloody hard to find black shorts. So absolutely. these are absolutely brilliant. So loving good to go gear in their shorts. They're good. They're subtle. Um, highly recommend them. So how do you do it? Well, you need to go check out their catalog. Go to www.goodtogogear.com.au and get the best gear that is G2G. They offer a 30-day money-back guaranteed, 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they ship both to Australia and the US of A. So what are you waiting for? Go and check out Good To Go Gear. That's G2G gear. Gear. That is truly good to go. And I must say, um, when we got our little goodies of Good To Go Gear, there is one thing that only one of them came. And I made, oh, the, I made the executive right. decision. You <laughs> made the executive decision. And ladies and gentlemen, he did. So, so for those who can't see it, uh, Rich is holding up a, uh, a, a LED headlamp. torch. Now, I've heard of these headlamps. Of a very headlamps. Headlamp. A lot of people uh, rate this, yeah. which is good because uh, when people rate our sponsor, it means we don't have that much hard work convincing people. So, mate, that's awesome. Um, but G- you G- did G- discuss G- this when you were here today. Let's, let's talk about this offline. Um, so this thing is good to go. It is literally good to go. A couple of things happened. Firstly, I pulled it out of the box. Um, I opened it. It had no batteries. I was spewing that I had to go find batteries. And then I shook the box, came with batteries. Right? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I bet you they're, they're really cheap batteries. Brand new, AAA, Energizer batteries. This thing is going to last for a very long time. Oh, my God. So, mate, there, you do not buy anything. I know. That comes with good batteries. With, or, or even with batteries included. I'm surprised iPhones come with batteries included. <laughs> right. And then the second thing I did, which is, uh, you know, sums up the show, is as soon as I put the batteries in and turned it on, I blinded myself because this thing is so <laughs> bright for a good three to five minutes. So I'm just going to put that, I'm going to put that to the side <laughs> before I do it again. Probably good when we're allowed to go camping again. Well, I can't wait to go camping. That's how I was going to say it. Can't wait to go camping. I'm going to use this like you would not believe. Good to go. Does a whole bunch of good stuff. Um, and headlamps is one of the lucky things that I got and you did not. So yeah, I noticed. There yeah. we okay. go. Okay, man. I got the shorts. You didn't get the shorts. <laughs> That's true. That's but, true. You know, and uh, after COVID, people will be able to see these uh, pearly, Pasty legs are cruising around like a burly griffin every day. On behalf of the world, Mick, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Space Force, here we go. Yeah, let's so what that. is Space Force, Mick? Let's get that video up and running. Okay, let's do that. Uh, all right, so I know what I'm doing, ladies and gentlemen. We've established that. All right, and here we go. Right, you should be seeing this, ladies and gentlemen. And this is probably, well, actually, Rich, I think I found my new career. Some people look to the stars and ask, what if? Our job is to have an answer. We have to imagine what will be imagined. Plan for what's possible, while it's still impossible. Maybe you weren't put here just to ask the questions. Maybe you were put here to be the answer. Maybe your purpose on this planet isn't on this planet. All right, you're on mute now. Can you? So, can you? So, on the 20th of December 2019, the American National Defense Authorization Act of 2020 was passed by Congress and signed by President Trump. Within this act, the U.S. Air Force Command was redesignated as the U.S. Space Force and established as an independent branch of the U.S. Armed Services. It is the first branch to have been raised in the U.S. Armed Services for over 70 years, and it is now the sixth branch of the U.S. Armed Services. Mm. That ad and the fact that there is a Space Force is wild. Mate, it's, it's like insane. proper wild. It's like, proper wild. It, it, yeah. <laughs> like that ad is quite inspiring, right? So it, made it really is. Go out and become yeah. a space man, right? It, it is. Got it. There are a few things on the ad I don't, I don't understand. Um, like the soldier standing there with a M4. Uh, yeah. To shoot, shoot aliens. <laughs> what, what's hard to understand? Like, like yeah, okay. he's just standing in a massive rocket hangar. I'll with, just answer all your Space Force questions. Tell me. Um, so, but that's an inspiring ad. I wonder how much of that is the reality. Well, 
Um, look, my, fa- my, my, my brain is full of many, many thoughts. Spaceships, lasers, aliens, aliens spacemen fighting each other in space, like space marines. Um, it, there is... <laughs> There is it, endless it, possibilities. In fact, we've got a caller coming in now. So what's this caller got to say? Silence, Earthling. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good. Soundboard works to perfection. But, mate, yeah, spacemen fighting each other. Like, are they going to fight other space forces from Earth or are they going to fight extraterrestrials? I guess, are they going to fight is probably the, the key part of that question. That's right. So let, let's deep dive into this. And, and you know, it, it, it starts off as a crazy idea. And you can we see might be why. the first people to deep dive into it, including the people <laughs> that put up the brief to get it signed off. You can see why some people thought it was a crazy idea. Uh, I stumbled across this. The prospect of a space force has been hazy since Trump first mentioned it, mostly because the proposal seemed like to be a passing thought. I was saying it the other day because we're doing a tremendous amount of work in space, I said. Maybe we need a new force. We'll call it the Space Force, Trump said back in 2018 to an audience of Marines. I was not really serious. And then I said, what a great idea. Maybe we'll have to do that. Um, that's a pretty crazy thing to say. Um, and here we are. There's a Space Force. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> another, th- another thing about the Space Force, and this is from Donald Trump, quote, when it comes to defending America, it is not enough to merely have an American presence in space. We must have American dominance in space. So important. Very importantly, I'm hereby directing the Department of Defense and Pentagon to immediately begin the process necessary to establish a space force as the sixth branch of the armed forces. That's a big statement. End quote from President Donald Trump, right? So, Immediately, and look, we you know we, we are probably having the reaction most people have when they first hear about a space force. Just like, what are you talking about? If we, can't, if we can't achieve sea command, we should actually do an episode on naval strategy, actually. But um, like, if you can't achieve sea command because the sea's too big, yeah, 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 achieving dominance of an infinite terrain, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. What's from? I'm joining. So look, and, and I think the reaction that we're having right now, and we haven't really spoken about it much, is the reaction most people are having, right? It seems like something that's just crazy. It seems like, why would you start a new branch? And it seems, it seems like something that is just a crazy Donald Trump thing that has happened. And we're just like, okay, I guess we've got a Space Force now. Let's just crack on with it. But, but the reality is there could be someone listening right now who is a part of the Space Force. You know, this is the reality of hey, someone right now. Hey, Steve from the Space Force. How um, you doing, man? <laughs> and, and a couple of things about it. Um, America's not the only one, right? So in 2015, Russia actually combined their Space Force that manages their satellites and associated tracking and control networks with their Air Force and Aerospace and Missile Defense Force to create what they now call their Russian aerospace forces uh, oh you've got a space force well we've got aerospace forces right that very same year china engaged in a massive reorganization of their military which saw the creation of the pla strategic support force bringing their electronic network sorry their electric net elect, no, electronic network cyber yep. and space warfare forces together into a single service. Like their cyber cyber domain, their EW domain and their, their space domain are kind of like all jammed together. Right. So America and Trump announcing the six branches now the Space Force doesn't doesn't seem that crazy now. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean he announced the Space Force. He didn't announce an aerospace force or a cyber EW space force. Yeah. So they they trumped him. Whoa. <laughs> okay, well, that's the end of the episode because that's as high as we're ever going to get <laughs> with, uh, with the puns. No, but look, uh, in, initial thoughts. Is this, something, is this something just crazy? Yes. Another, is this just a crazy Trump idea or do you think there's something more? Uh, no. Nope, that's it? Just a crazy idea? It's just a crazy idea. Well, actually, the, the thing is, like, it's, it's not just a crazy idea because it's, 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 well, it's, it's happened. It's right? happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, yeah. I don't know, man. 
Space Space Force, and, and I'm a sci-fi nerd, so Space Force was like, yes. And, like, I watched that recruitment ad. And, and like, since you've put it in the show notes, like, I'll probably account for 500,000 of their, their views. Right? <laughs> it's really, like, it is inspiring. Oh, man, where were you 20 years ago? <laughs> right, so... The, the funny thing, seg, uh, segue, the funny thing about that uh, recruitment video is little known fact, um, one of the issues that they're having at the moment in the Space Force is what rank structure are they going to adopt? When you are a Space Force officer in training, are you a... Space cadet. Space cadet. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, when you are graduated from basic training, are you a... Spaceman. Spaceman. Space, space woman. woman? Like the airmen and women, spacemen, spacewomen. So I stumbled across an article that kind of had a bit of fun about that. Um, but there, there you go. So look, a space colonel, you're a space major. What, like Hello, most, space marine. Sorry. <laughs> like, like most things we talk about, it's a polarizing subject, right? What about because Starship Troopers. Uh, you mean that amazing documentary that yeah. <laughs> one of the best movies ever? Good go. Sorry. So, like most things we talk about, it's fairly polarizing. Some people are saying that space is so important that you need a dedicated force to it because no, I think without that's social distancing in COVID. No, no, no. no. You, oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, COVID and space. Yeah, got it. But some people are saying that you know we need we need to have this force because space is so important in future warfare. Future war will have so much more to do with space. So this makes absolute sense. The other side of the coin. Uh, some people are just suggesting that Trump is using this for his own political mileage to get his own popularity to show, hey, look how exciting I am. Look what I'm doing. I just generated a space force because I thought it was a good idea. You know, that's the ultimate sort of expression of power. So we wanted yeah. to just sort of look at it from, from both angles by starting and looking at the history, the history of space. So a few billion years ago, something <laughs> happened. <laughs> It's gonna cover it's gonna cover everything up until now if you don't mind. It's gonna be it's gonna be gonna be a long pod. <laughs> no, no, we wanted to we want to talk about where the space force came from. Okay, yeah. and uh, I think most people know that the space force uh, was originally one of the branches or one of the one of the wings, if you will, of the American Air Force. Right. Um, so in 1982. Space Command was formed to centralise missile warning operations and space launch operations. This was formerly from the Air Force Systems Command. Okay, so it was a branch of the Air Force. There was a dedicated aspect of the Air Force that was called the Air Force Space Command that operated this. And in 1985, Space Command was renamed the Air Force Space Command. All right, so this is a force that has existed, has enabled operations for decades now. So it's not actually something new, which I think is a, uh, a criticism that's out there. It's like, oh, space, okay, it's, it's, it's the latest cab off the rank. But no, not really. It's been something that, well, it's been something that's been around forever, but having a space <laughs> force. Having, a lot of the forces. Having, having troops dedicated to space is certainly not something new. Now, the no, I mean, I've, I've heard of it before, mate. Um, I've heard of like you know, military forces assigned to space, but that was in a galaxy along. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the mission of Air Force Space Command back in the 80s was to provide resilient and affordable, which I thought was a, a pretty interesting word, resilient and affordable space capabilities for the joint force and the nation, which, right. which was pretty interesting. Um, and they, their primary mission, the primary mission areas were, firstly, national security space launch, the launching of satellites and other high-value payloads into space using a variety of expendable launch vehicles and operating those satellites once in space. Space yep. control, which was ensuring the friendly use of space through the conduct of counter-space operations, encompassing surveillance, negation, protection, and space intelligence analysis. And finally, force enhancement, providing satellite-based weather, communications, intelligence, missile warnings, and navigation. What they didn't do was launch spacemen to fight other spacemen, which was slightly disappointing when uh, I went through yeah. their initial, initial cuts of uh, what they do. Um, and kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. I very but, rarely get you right. But those, those three things that, that I, I read out don't really line up with that recruitment ad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're not as cool. 
Yeah, and no one needs to hold an M4 to do any of those things. Yeah, so it's 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 so the space you know space forces have been around for a while. They've been operating in space for quite a while, uh, controlling things, um, and yeah. they've been doing stuff like you know counter space operations for quite a while now. So yeah. historically, they've been doing it for a while. So why do we need you know a new space force? Interesting question. It is. I mean. Yeah, if you look at the history of like how NASA was established, uh, and that's yeah. the National Aerospace something something in the US, mm-hmm. uh, National Aerospace Agency. There we go. Um, National American Aerospace Agency. Who knows? Um, anyway, the um, and you look at DARPA, which was ARPA. But you know, one of the reasons that you know space and and missiles and all uh, you know satellites and that got taken away from ARPA, the um, that's the Army Research sort of group or the, uh, the Defence Department's Advanced Research uh, Group. Um, it was because they didn't want to militarise space, right? Yeah. And there was a lot of argument by the Air Force that they should have some sort of space command. Then they got it in the 80s. Now, now they've taken it away from them again and created like a military version of NASA. Yeah. And, and, you know, and one of the comments that we have on YouTube from Lens of History, Trump is on a MacArthur-like mission for the space domain. Like MacArthur in post-war Japan, good things might happen in the future, which is an interesting take on it, um, you know. And uh, you know, MacArthur himself, well, God, we could do a couple episodes on him. He's a very, yeah. very, very, very I mean, polarizing yeah. character. But let's be fair to MacArthur and not compare him to Trump, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least, you know, MacArthur didn't have uh, bone spurs when his country came calling. So, um, you know, let's uh, let's be a little bit, little bit cautious there, Luke. From uh, lens of history, um, we will do MacArthur. He's very polarizing, the American Caesar. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's it, it, you know, apart from comparing those two gentlemen, it's actually interesting. You know, post-war Japan, good things might happen in the future. It's very, very true. Um, Japanese people who had the ability to, um, you know, maintain an adequate defense force uh, written out of their constitution might argue differently. So you know, good things and bad things uh, come from uh, everything. Let's, uh, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about whether or not we're going to see some spaceships. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things um, when I was reading everything under the sun about Space Force, there was a whole bunch of stuff out there and people were just asking the most simplest question. And, and it was a question that I, I asked when, when I initially heard about Space Force. What are they going to do? You know what I mean? No, I, I get all the fancy words, but what are they actually going to do? And it, it came to, to the forefront after reading a whole bunch of stuff that it's all about satellites, all right? It is all about satellites. It is not about aliens. It is not about Martians, right? It is not about space marines, not yet, hopefully, fingers crossed. It's all about satellites. Why satellites? Why are they so important? Well, it all started in 1957, October 4th. Uh, to be specific, when Russia successfully launches Sputnik 1 into space. Now, it's the first satellite, uh, artificial satellite, they call them, to have been launched into space, and the Cold War space race begins. In the next year, Russia and USA launch several more satellites of increasing complexity into space. Uh, And this continues until the end of 1958, when the USA launches its first communication satellite into space. Now, it's the first use of the satellite to relay communications via space, and President Dwight Eisenhower in December 1958 uses it to deliver his Christmas message, proving oh. that satellites in space can actually do some amazing things with, mess- with messages, with communications. And then it's, uh, it was Merry Christmas, something oh. like that. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. He, he said something like, I'm talking to you from out of space. Like, I remember what he's like, the, the line is like, I should have looked for it. You're not really, are you? <laughs> you're not really talking to me from out of space, are you? No, you're not. I don't think that's how people reacted. But look, no, after, that's the most important thing tonight. After this was proven, it was on like Donkey Kong. You know, going through the history of what countries did sat- when satellites and, and where, fascinating. April 1962, the first British satellite is launched. September 1962, the first Canadian. December 1964, the first Italian satellite. 1965, the first Soviet satellite. 65 again, the French satellite. And of course, the one everyone remembers, 1967, the first Australian satellite is launched into space. What? And then over- was there a satellite? 
We got one. We got one. It's been there for a while, apparently. Then over the next few years, Germany, Japan, China, Spain, India, Indonesia, Czechoslovakia, everyone is launching satellites into space. And the highest number of satellites that I stumbled across, you know, and, and it's hard to get an exact number, but there's, uh, you know, some numbers go up to tens of thousands of satellites now operating in space. And little known fact, in fact, probably well known, but I didn't know, is that satellites crash into the earth often when you launch a satellite into space yeah, it eventually dinosaurs it eventually will right. crash it eventually will crash um and uh you know and it happens all the time well you you want know what the term is uh, uh so i do a bit of work with uh people who send satellites up and uh i haven't told you this actually but um who build satellites and send them up um the technical term is deorbit. oh so satellites deorbit, and the plan is to make sure that your satellite is the type that will burn up um, these days. Uh, yep. Obviously, it wasn't so much a concern, but uh, you, you try and make sure that one, uh, it deorbits when you're ready for it to deorbit, and two, it uh, it burns up in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to so, yeah. crash on something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the satellites are improving everything, and they do to this day. Communications, yeah. relaying recordings, weather predictions, GPS. Satellites begin to change the way everyone lives and the way we fight, right? The way we so, will, the way we fight, the yeah. way we look at war, the way we prosecute war, the way we execute warfare. And suddenly, these satellites within ungoverned space, radio, no one owns it, are a liability and a vulnerability to absolutely everyone. Everyone. Right? To everyone. So as fast as countries started to figure out how to get satellites into space, they then started to figure out how to destroy other people's satellites. And we have a cold war to thank for this evolution because there's a space race to get them up there, then there's yep. a space race to take other people's down, and it became an arms race between but the US. If there wasn't a war in Antarctica, we wouldn't have been able to have these gains in space. But, well, I, I don't know much about the Cold War, but it doesn't get colder than that, obviously. So, yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's a statement. Um, and so the arms race was on. And, you know, it, 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 it's fascinating to see some of the, the technology and some of the thoughts and some of the things that people were coming up with to try to just destroy other people's satellites and to yeah. protect their own satellites. And, you know, these things have not gone away. They continue to be as important now as they were in the 60s, 70s, 80s, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, what we're seeing here is Space Force is not a new idea. You know what I mean? Protecting satellites, the things that keep the countries running, is not something that's just happened since not Trump new. was around. And it's not, it's not, not a new idea. And, you know, it's not, still not a cool idea in a lot of ways. In, in some ways, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, the little artillery in me is trying to get out because I ate him for doing it. The little artillery in me, in, in me is saying, hey, yeah, a gun that can shoot down satellites. That's what you, yeah. want. That's yeah. What you want. Yeah. So there's, there's, uh, you know, there's so many variations of this. Um, one is called an anti-satellite weapons, known as an ASAT. ASAT. Um, ASAT. Let me just read this out. It's going to be ASAT if you're American. ASAT. The ASAT. It's shoulder, it's shoulder mounted, right? Like, no, no. <laughs> ASAT are space weapons designed to incapacitate or destroy satellites for strategic military purposes. Several nations possess operational ASAT systems, although no ASAT system has yet been utilised in warfare. A few nations have shot down their own satellites to demonstrate their ASAT capabilities in a show of force. My God. I was listening to an astronaut. It's um, so, such an expensive show of force. I know. Looks it really is, right? <laughs> I was, I, was, I was listening to an astronaut who was uh, for a while a captain of the International Space Station talking about, you know, he was fully supportive of Space Force. Um, and they're saying, why? And he said, look, I was in the International Space Station when China shot their own satellite with their own ASAT. And we had to manoeuvre the International Space Station to get away from the space debris that was caused as a result. And he yeah. used the example from gravity. He said, look, it's exactly like you see in gravity, not as dramatic, but that, that's the danger we're trying to use. And as a result of China destroying that satellite as a show of force, every couple of years now, the International Space Station has to move to get out of the orbit of yeah. those tiny satellites that I think they call them satellites still because they rotate the Earth, um, are coming through. So it, it's a, it's yeah, a like real space is a really big problem. So I remember a cartoon that was done, maybe it was from... Terminal Lance or someone when Space Force was first announced 
And they're like, you know, these young, it's a recruitment sort of thing. So these guys like, yeah, I'm going to be a space Marine. And then they, they fast forward into his future after boot camp. And he's up there in space wearing a spacesuit and a massive vacuum, vacuum up all the space debris. <laughs> well, that's it. But that's it. You know, we're, we're, satellite's important. Tick. We need to protect them. Tick. Uh, you're not going to go to space to do it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, I joined the Space Force to go to space. So. I'm an astronaut, man. Um, and, you know, when you talk about space debris, I know that there's a lot of research going in at the, uh, the early technology um, levels and also the advanced in um, high-powered energy ways to burn up um, space debris. Now, I'm not yeah. talking about like people's, you know, space is cluttered. Like uh, the immediate space around the earth is cluttered. I don't know about the whole of space because I haven't been there yet. Um, yeah, not yet. But the, um, you know, this is a big issue. So that makes sense for Space Force to get into that game, right? Like, you know, you're going to see the Air Force, you know, the Army, the Navy, the Marines, all, they're going to be out there. They're going to be sweeping the parade grounds. They're going to be, you know, scrubbing <laughs> the deck. And you're going to see, can we see the, the, the Space Force shooting this laser just straight up into the sky? And, go, and they're like, what are you doing? Cleaning the parade ground. Oh, just cleaning, <laughs> just cleaning my backyard. What are you, just sweeping leaves? Oh, that's pretty boring, isn't it, Jimmy? I just, uh, just burnt, just burnt like, some debris. <laughs> what do you so, use? I use my laser. <laughs> so, you know, looking into Space Force and space reminded me of an episode that we did in season one when we did multi-domain battle. I'm not sure if you remember that. Um, it was a great episode. Yeah, because it's bullshit. <laughs> listeners, it's not the episode. The episode's really, really good. Multi-domain battle is just... If you haven't heard about multi-domain battle, do yourself a favour. We do an amazing job on it in season one. Hey, you want to hear a cool acronym? Joint All Domain Command and Control. Oh. That's, that's a new acronym uh, from a US general. Joint all domain command and control to to dominate all domain warfare. So, so my question is, how is all domain warfare different from just warfare? And if it's joint all domain command and control, isn't it just command and control? Just imagine what we're going to have with Space Force, right? So that's what we have with the normal military, right? And yeah. you know, we've all been guilty of it. We love our acronyms. Yeah, yeah. But now we have a whole new branch that has a whole new domain. Right. And they're going to come up with some awesome... Or, or they're going to come up with some really shit. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> so, so for those that aren't familiar with the term domain, we'll just do a quick summary. What is a domain? Okay, so um, according to William Dryers in a War of the Rocks, excuse me, commentary, uh, he used the Merriam-Webster definition for domain, which is a region distinctively marked by some physical or virtual features. Okay, gets a bit more complex now. A yep. more refined one by Peter Gerritsen is a domain is a space. There you go. No, a domain is a space Done. in which forces can manoeuvre to create effects. All right, so it's not it's not a bad one. And then the final one, um, so from Patrick Allen and David Gilbert, uh, they suggested a definition for domain is the sphere of influence in which activities, functions, and operations are undertaken to accomplish missions and exercise control over an opponent in order to achieve desired effects. And this leads to finally uh, a proposal from Jeffrey Riley, who gives his definition of what is a domain, critical macro maneuver space whose access or control is vital for the freedom of action and superiority required by the mission. Mate, they're good. I've got a definition for you as well, I just, or, or a pronunciation. I just looked up domain in Latin. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's always good to go back to, like, Latin for this sort of stuff. And uh, domain in Latin is domain. So um, that's good. <laughs> I, was, I was, like, zoning out because I'm like, oh, yeah, Mick will talk for a while. <laughs> no, man. No, man. I, I, if you haven't noticed that I don't add value yet, Richie. You, you know, um, it's good to see some listeners uh, coming in there from... Uh, it's great, yeah. Hey, look, uh, Lens of History, Luke again, um, you know, don't be greedy, Luke. Stop hogging the feed. But uh, like what he's saying here is, um, you know, it's just a way to stop other services entering the domain and uh, get the budget dollars. Don't know, man. Um, no, yeah. look, it's, Who knows? It's, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that question. Uh, hit it from a different angle later on. Yeah. Um, but the the domain space is, is interesting because you know what they've got a point. Space domain. Land domain where you can do macro maneuver in land domain. Army, navy, obviously in the uh, in the what's the word I'm looking for. Water. water domain. 
<laughs> what a great, I think right. they're called the Sea Force. The Sea Force, right? And then you've got the Air Domain. There's uh, the Dirt Force, Sea Force, and Wind Force. Okay, but what else is there? So when we look at multi domain battle, we've got the air, land, sea, and space. So those are the four. Wind, dirt, water. Yep. Those are the four uh, physical domains. So space is a physical domain, okay? Because so maybe. Star Force. So maybe having a space force, because it's a physical domain, makes sense. But there's also the information domain and the cyber domain, and this all exists within the electromagnetic spectrum. So, and and don't, don't forget about the, the human domain, which was popular for a while as well. But are we not creating, just creating a confusing paradigm by just, okay, because I mean, does it really change so much that we have all these domains and name? Like it doesn't change what space looks like. It doesn't change what the sea looks like. Information domain, how is that new? Oh, because of cyber. No, but that's the cyber domain. That's different. So how's the information domain you? Exactly. But exactly. cyber. No, no, no. Forget cyber. That's different. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm at, and domains are the thing that are, you know, if I had gears, it would grind them. It doesn't grind my gears now because I'm stuck in my house. I can't take my gears anywhere. But. No, it's good. But look, I think... The, the very fact that space is a domain, and by all those, all those definitions that we're giving, space is absolutely a domain. Um, it, 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 you, know, you could apply some pragmatic sense that says the formation of the US Space Force for the application of maneuver for strategic outcomes in this domain, of which there's not a dedicated force to do, it makes sense. Um, so you know, in that instance, I, I think, um, it's not really that shocking then why the US decided to go forward with their Space Force, in my opinion. Careful saying shocking. People might create the shock. Them. <laughs> so let's, let's do a deep dive. operating in the pod domain. Let's do a deep dive into the US Space Force and look about exactly what it is. Okay? And wait, can, we, can we just discuss the logo first or are we discussing that later? Uh, no, we are not. So let's talk about segment. the logo. Okay, so let's talk about the logo, ladies and gents. And for those listening... Um, You'll just get the same way just, those who are watching it because I'm not sure. Actually, I'll just, I don't want to share the screen because it's, it's got our show notes in there. Yeah, don't share the screen. If you've ever seen an episode of Star Trek, you've seen the logo for the US Space Force. Like, it is, and, and I shit you not, it is, oh wait, the sensor beep, I swore. It is the Star Trek logo. It is the Star Trek logo. There is, the internet is flooded with comparisons between yeah. the Star Trek logo and this one. And to be fair, to be fair, uh, no, no, we, we can make fun of it for a little bit. It, they literally look exactly the same. There's a triangle, there's the earth, there's something circulating around it. They, have, yeah. they, they literally look exactly the same. Yeah, it's orbiting. That's what that is. That's orbiting. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the original design for the Space Force, not the USS, US Space Force, but for, for Space Forces of, of the, from the US of some kind, predate Star Trek. I'm pretty sure I stumbled across that somewhere. Uh, well, when did they first have the first design of the thing? Uh, uh, it was in the 1200s. It was, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, the, first, the first episode of Star Trek was 1199. <laughs> I mean, if it's, if it's after 1967, sure. Sorry, if it's before 1967, I'll, I'll believe it. But, you know. Pretty well, much you're after, right. You're right. There after, wasn't much. after 1967 uh, and the original series, mm. I'm pretty sure the original series was around 1967. Oh, don't take my word for it. I'm a huge nerd, though. Uh, right. And, yeah, so I guess... But, but let's think about this objectively. The type of people that are going to be involved in setting up a... Sp- yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. 1966 was the first uh, ep- uh, original series. Yeah. Um, but I actually don't blame them because they're the top... Like, people who work... They're going to want this, absolutely. They're probably people who, who watch Star Trek. And also, I mean, uh, apart from the inherent social, socialism in the Star Trek universe, it's actually not a bad universe to aim for because... There's heaps of space battles. So if you're a space force, that's the direction you want to go, right? Yeah. It's yeah, one of no, it's you know? Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it's a secret messaging uh, and, and maybe that's attacking everyone in the information domain. So what is the mission of the US Space Force? The US Space, well, Force's, the US space Force's mission is to organize, train, and equip space forces in order to protect US and allied interests in space and to provide space capabilities to the joint force. Yeah. Its responsibilities 
include developing military space professionals, acquiring military space systems, maturing the military doctrine for space power, and organizing space forces to present to the combatant commands. That is quite an ambitious mission. It is, I mean, it is hugely broadened from the mission that we spoke about before, the predecessors from the 1980s. Yeah. Um, and it's even more so when we talk about some of the mission sets that we're given. And we're given quite a few. But it's still uh, not cool. Uh, oh, no, actually, offensive and defensive space. Uh, uh, well, the first one I would say is the coolest. Space superiority. superiority. Uh, <laughs> I like offensive and defensive, but yeah, you're right. Try to beat that. Uh, not a control of space forces. So space superiority, space domain awareness, offensive and defensive space control, which I agree is cool. Command and control of space forces, which sounds cool, and satellite operations, space support to operations, space service support. I believe that's space logisticians. Yeah, that's, um, that's ESS. That's loggies. <laughs> space support to nuclear command space control. Logis. Oh my god! Now space we're loggies. <laughs> now we're talking. People who tell you, man, look, I could I could send that rocket up there, and I wouldn't have a rocket here on the ground. Yeah, that's right. But this is my rocket that I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Space support to nuclear. Yes, yes, you can take you can you can you can deploy that satellite, but I'm going to want it back in the original condition it's in. <laughs> Space support to nuclear command control, communications, and nuclear detonation detection, and missile warning and space support to missile defense operations. So, look to be fair. Again, you know, was this a pragmatic decision? It it seems that you know the mission is the mission even talks about coming up with doctrine for space. It seems like they're having, they're like, we're going to take space seriously. You know what I mean? We've had stuff in there before. We've been very reactive to it, but now we're going to be proactive with the stuff that's there. Space force. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Uh, sorry. Sorry. What? I'm just. <laughs> what? Mate, you never pay attention to me. Why are you paying attention to me now? <laughs> I'm updating our Facebook page, right? So you do it, you, you do it, you, it. and I'll uh, I'll do me. Let's not overrule the pod domain. Okay, but look, there is there is as we said, a lot of people that have just pointed to the space force and saying, "Look, this is nothing new. We've been doing it for a long time." So, for example, the size of the space force at the moment is currently sixteen thousand people. Why is it 16,000 people? Because the wing of the American Air Force that was dedicated to space operations have just been completely chopped. You are now the Space Force. There is now 16,000 of you. Here's your badge. Looks like Star Trek. Don't tell anyone about it. You're now part of Space Force. So right. that, that's, here's, yeah, that's... Here's an M4. Go stand in that rocket yeah, hangar. Now let's start making some match, right? Um, and, but they've been doing things, okay? So on Thursday, March 26, not that long ago, uh, the United Launch... Correction, a United Launch Alliance Atlas V rocket launched the sixth and final advanced, extremely high frequency military communication satellite to Earth's orbit, acting the first ever mission for the US Space Force. So the US Space Force has already launched a rocket, Mick, which I'm sure you were already tracking, but there's been a lot of criticism about this saying, this I'm not tracking it. If anyone's listening, I do not have any tracking devices <laughs> in my some backyard, near the chicken shed, watching any satellites. But, that but some, is a bong. But some people have said that this rocket, it was going to launch on the 26th of March, regardless or irregardless, if Space Force was about it or not. And Space Force is just taking credit for something that was going to happen anyway but look that you know that's neither here or there but that's some of the controversy and some of the the banter that's out there with regards to the the reason and the controversy for forming a space force but as we know mick this is not the first controversy that has come about through the formation of a new arm of the military no it's not and the thing that got me thinking about space force because to be honest with you, when I first heard of it, I was just like, this sounds crazy. And this is a couple of years ago, when it, when it first came up in like 2018. This is crazy. Yep. And then I listened to a podcast, uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Big fan of the show. Um, and he yes. was... Hey, hi, Joe. Yeah, he was... Uh, no, no. He was uh, interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's uh, one of my favourite scientists. Yeah, so talking- he used to be on deGrasse Junior High. <laughs> We're so old, man. People won't get that. Oh. Uh, um, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, when they were talking about Space Force, you know, Joe Rogan, I think, was, was making a bit of fun of it. He goes, why, why, why is this a funny thing? 
um, in 1940s, when they started to form the Air Force, a lot of people made fun of it, but we wouldn't question that now, which reminded me so much about the controversy of the formation yeah. of the United States Air Force. That's a good point. I remember the, um, you know, the, 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 there's a great book on the formation of the United States Air Force called The, uh, the Architect of the Air Force um, by a, uh, a good guy, Brian Leslie. And um, I interviewed him for the other show that we won't name, but um, so much controversy, man. It is, absolutely. Now, I, I want to play a video if that's all right. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, do you I'll, I'll to, share it do and work out what I'm doing this time. Do you want to introduce us to what we're about to listen to? Yeah, so what we're watching is a, is a video of uh, American General William D. Mitchell. Billy and, Mitchell. Uh, and it's uh, brought to us by Critical Past, which are a, uh, which are a media company that take archive footage, uh, historic footage, and they put it on YouTube for you to watch and share. So I've already been caught out once this season on copyright um, mm. with YouTube. Hopefully that's enough of your algorithms to uh, do your job and be, be happy with it. <laughs> if not, I'll go through the same bureaucratic process we did last week. Please don't kick the show off. We really need that listeners. Please. All right, man. Uh, all right, so... So what screen are we seeing? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? No, it says you started sh sharing a screen, but nothing's come up yet. Okay. Uh, so let me just uh, yeah, yeah, resume sharing. Nope. All right. Let me try that again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm obviously very... You should have made fun of the algorithm, man. You should have made fun of the algorithm. <laughs> you should have made fun of the algorithm. All right. There we go. Now, can you yeah. see that one? Yeah, here we go. All right, ladies and gents, uh, as I said, Critical Past uh, brings us American General, General uh, William D. Mitchell on the importance of air power and demands dot, dot, dot. There are and have been those in the United States who should be court-martialed for their deliberate suppression of our air power. Today, air power is the first line of defense of every country in the world. New York has no adequate air defense, whatever. Today, at Mitchell Field, Long Island, there are only two obsolete bombers and eight observation planes for the defense of the greatest metropolis in the world, dependent primarily on armies or upon navies. Armies can only entrench the whole land. Navies will be sunk during the first few weeks of war by air power. What determines the war today? It's a direct attack of the vital centers of an enemy. It's water supplies, means of obtaining food, his great cities, and everywhere where his people live and carry on their ordinary existence. Without air power, the nation is lost. And to keep air power under the army and the navy, it's the same as entrusting the development of a great electric light plant to an old candle factory. Yeah, man, so that's really good, hey? And uh, I better get out of that before YouTube goes to the next before, video. So um, Billy Mitchell is an amazing historical figure. Um, a bit about him, he was arguably one of the best pilots of World War One, right? Yeah, the First uh, World War. The First World War. And what you don't hear much about um, are pilots of the First World War. Um, and he was a big proponent of Air Command being a separate branch of the military after his experiences of World War One. Now, this is a, you know, it makes a lot of sense. We've got to think about the time that he was in. Air power was not what it is today. It's not what it was in World War II. It was something that was so niche and not many people quite understood uh, the practicality of it or what it could do. And it, it really reminded me as we went through the Space Forces, maybe, you know, we're having that moment now. Maybe space power, if you will, for lack of a better term, maybe the space domain we just don't understand it yet because we can't see the practicality of it. And there's Billy Mitchells all around there who are pushing so hard for it. Yeah. Um, and we won't see it into the future. So what, where, what, and the, you know, where is he coming from? Sorry, I've just lost, lost That's right, man. I just wanna, uh, while, while you're collecting your thoughts, let's, uh, let's talk about this question we got from Dave Hindmarsh, um, great, great friend of the show and uh, other shows as well. Um, he talks about the Netflix series, right? So I don't know if we've got that because I don't read those. Yeah, we're, coming, we're, coming, we're coming up. To we're coming it. to that. Okay, cool. So, so we'll, we'll get to your question then, David. So don't tune out because we really need the watchers and listeners. So um, <laughs> stay on. We're getting to your question. Uh, Richard, back to you. So Billy Mitchell um, was a very interesting figure, as we said, right? So yep. he was good friends with 
get this, General Julio Douay. You've heard of Douay, I assume. Douay, yeah. <laughs> he, was, uh, <laughs> like, he was just like... Is it, yeah. is it shocking that they're friends? Yeah, he's just like, he's good, ladies and gents. Uh, the thing about uh, old Julio, um, look, he's an Italian general in the air power theorist. Um, yeah. Key proponent of strategic bombing, um, gassing, gassing um, with aircraft. Like, but, but context of time, he, he died in 1930, you know what I mean? So these are pre-ideas before we yeah, knew. And he, yeah, he was, he was, it was before strategic bomber command in uh, the Second World War. Like, he died before that. Like, he, 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 really drove the uh, theoretical underpinnings for strategic bombing, um, the, the, particularly in the, in the latter, like, you know, like Curtis LeMay's and that, they owe a lot of their thinking to old Dewey. And I think, and I think we should, you know, focus that these, these individuals saw something in the future that most people could not see, right? For example, Billy Mitchell predict, predicted Pearl Harbor would happen. Yeah. He well, you heard it in that video, right, man? Right. Yeah, exactly. He predicted Pearl Harbor would happen decades before it happened, right? <laughs> And what happened to him? Well, he, as a brigadier, he was court-martialed. There's a movie about it. Um, and he was dismissed as a, full, he, was, he was demoted to full colonel and dismissed from the army because he was an, a, a, an army pilot. Um, and then he was posthumously promoted to major general in 1942. Yeah, which because, is great, isn't it? It's really good, like, you're major general now, but you're dead. But you're dead, right. Um, because obviously, that point in time, World War II, people saw air power. People saw the requirement for air power to be a separate arm of the military, noting that during World War II, it was not a separate arm of the military for, um, for the Americans. And it wasn't until 1947 that the US Air Force became a separate service within the US military. So they did become the Air Force towards the end, and then everything was good. But it's interesting because, you know, this Billy Mitchell character, such a, such a interesting guy who saw things that were going to happen into the future. And I can't help but feel that maybe, maybe, maybe we're there now. Maybe there, there needs to be attention focused there. That's not quite focused. Um, and, you know, it's difficult to imagine because some, you know, some countries still hold their air power under the submission of the army um, yeah. and their Navy. Which or is they put separate well. air wings for different capabilities into their services. Like, exactly. You know, exactly. Like helicopter aviation owned by land forces in lots of armies. Uh, Marine Corps has an air wing. Um, yeah. Because yeah. they, uh, you know, the, the, they they believe they need their own air wing to be able to call upon it whenever they need it. I mean, it's very marine, right? You always have your weapons close at hand. But yeah, it's interesting. Like it's still not a it's still not a given thing that you'll have a separate air force. Right. So let, let's look at some of the the big controversies of space force. Okay. And here's where we start to have the arguments. Right. Space force is going to be very very small compared to other services. Right. So it's estimated that it's going to be at maximum about 20,000 people. So the Australian Navy. Right. But, but by contrast, the Marine Corps has 185 active duty Marines. The so Coast three, and, three and a half Australian Defence Forces. The Coast Guard, a Department of Homeland Security, has more than 40,000 active Australian duty Army. personnel. But this new branch of the Army, the, sixth, the new branch of the American Defence Force, the sixth branch US is going to have 20,000 people, you know. Now, is size really important? You know, are we measuring it in people size rather than capability size? Um, Can you measure in people size? Is it, do you just get a lot yeah, of laying yeah, down yeah. next to each other to measure yeah, it's, people it's size? Kind of like, it's kind of like hands on a horse. You measure, measure things <laughs> in people size. But it's, um, it's important to note, right? Like, because, you know, one would think this is largely a technologically dependent. Right. Yes, yes. Or, you know, do you need to be a, like, like you do, does the importance of your work justify being a branch, radio? Or is it because you have so many people? It's like, okay, everything's getting confused. Let's yeah, just corral we, them up. We need to make a branch, branch so that we can attack, uh, attach them to a bureaucracy that can support them. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a great word for it. And people are saying, hey, there's just going to be a lot of bureaucracy. For example, this new branch is going to be expensive. Now, the space stuff aside, that, that, that is just expensive, right? But starting a new military branch, you need to build a new hierarchy. You need to build new doctrine. You need to build new schools. You need to get new uniforms. There's a whole bunch of costs, and they're estimating that it's going to cost just the, the uniforms and the things to get these people space-forced $2 billion over the next five years, which is a, a huge amount of money for the justification of building this force. And, you know, yeah. what, what, what comes with having another force, you get bureaucracy. Uh, we know that the 
commander, uh, I think the commander of space operations is, is the term. He is now going to be part of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So now the Joint Chiefs of Staff that, that, that give the president, yes, they give the president information. There's now eight of them. There's eight he, layers that includes a space layer now of bureaucracy that has to be navigated through. Yeah, I'm not saying like he shouldn't, he or she shouldn't be at the table, right? Like, because obviously if they're, they're ranch, they should be. But just imagine that. Meaning, can we get the update from the Marines? Yeah, we're killing people. Okay, good. Can we get the update uh, from the Army? Area secure. Air Force, skies are blue. And Navy, there's a storm coming. Yeah. Space, we have some satellites. We're going to move. Oh, yeah, the, the satellite 357 has to move in three years' time because of Chinese debris. Just like, yeah. oh, Jesus, right. Oh, man. <laughs> so boring, man. Like, bring it up in three years' time. We don't have time for this. We're going to go into a bloody... <laughs> Congressional hearing could on this not have all been, that money in the Middle East. Could this be an email? Could you just send us an email? <laughs> Another Space Force meeting about space debris. But I, but I, I stumbled across a really interesting article um, from Forbes.com uh, and, it, and it lists 10 reasons why making a Space Force is going to make America weaker. And weaker? They're quite, they're, yeah, they're quite fascinating. I thought just um, sillier. I didn't think weaker, but yeah, interesting. Weaker. So one, it will disrupt vital military relationships. Two, it will create new barriers to joint force integration. Three, it will lack the resources to be a co-equal service. Co-equal. Can you just say equal? Like, uh, co-equal, yeah. It's a very American thing to say. Yeah. Four, it will be too dependent on industry. Five, it will drain resources from more productive pursuits. Six, it will replicate capabilities already resident elsewhere. Seven, it will spawn yet another sprawling bureaucracy. We just touched on that. Eight, eight, and this this goes back to what Luke was commenting on. It will reduce incentives for other services to support space. Yeah. Which is really interesting because yeah. you know we're talking about why should about, I do that? That's your job, and you, you do have the, your budget. You have the resources for it. I'm not spending my resources on that. You know, by by saying all these people are dedicated to space, are we now shutting the blinders to other services focusing on it as well? If we laugh and they're like, I can just go out and buy another like like ten F-35s with what you just uh, yeah. just took away from my satellite budget. Like, thanks, man. Exactly. Uh, number nine, it will be defenseless without the help of other services. Yeah, but and number ten, sorry, and so will search everything. Search everything. Yeah, that's right. Like that, that's thanks, Lauren. And number ten, it will make the world's best air force less effective. Now, look, really, uh, which? But I thought this was in the US. <laughs> good one, good one. Look, though, and those ten points, uh, you know, I didn't agree with all of them. You know, point number one, it will disrupt relationships and barriers to joint force integration. Yeah. Okay. So does everything, you know what I mean? You know, it's all about relationships and, and getting through those barriers. Um, yeah, but yeah. some interesting points there. I really like the point yeah. about the resources and focusing attention. Yeah. So, some are interesting. Some of them are just like, that's, that's pretty much life for anyone who's not in the services. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, exactly. Industry's defenseless without the military. They, exactly. Doesn't mean we don't have industry. Um, yeah. Interesting though. Uh, the one I'm stuck on co-equal though, man, like, <laughs> it's, it's like joint all the main command and control <laughs> so look this is this is the start of u.s space force and they know they've got a long way to go um a very long way to go and a long way to grow um and dealing with COVID at the moment you know is going to be very interesting whether there is any they might appetite. Be the best equipped service for it well, look, it'll be interesting if there's appetite for Space Force because as the world becomes more domestically focused, um, the last thing people are thinking is space. Ironically, you know, Space Force would argue, well, do you like your domestic services? Because that's all from space. <laughs> that's right. Their, their argument is we're, we're actually enabling how you work at the moment. People don't make that connection. People don't make that connection. They need us. That's why they need us. But however, we make connection. however long uh, Space Force's journey is, one thing... Well, it's Which pretty is, far. It's like at least eight. Uh, I think it was 12 parsecs. One thing that does not help them, that I don't think is going to help them, and I don't think they're going to like it all, is the upcoming television show Space Force coming out on Netflix starring Steve Carell. Mate, who is, who is not going to like this? Have you seen it? I've seen the ad. I'm not playing the ad because I will definitely get copyright burned by YouTube. No, don't, don't play it. Watch it. Hilarious. Um, So Space Force is an upcoming American comedy web television series created by Greg Daniels and Steve Carell. Starring Carell, John Malkovich, 
Ben Ben Schwartz, Diana Silvers and Tawny Newsom. Uh, Comes out on the 29th of this month. Uh, And look, um, pretty interesting. It's pretty pretty interesting. No, no, like, so I did not watch the, I didn't watch any of the ads until after I finished doing. uh, doing Oh, really? Okay. So I watched the ad um, about 50 times and then you sent me a message saying, dude, we're doing Space Force. Oh, really? (laughs) And I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure Rich has watched the ad. (laughs) No, no, I didn't watch it until after. And I was just like, oh my God, there's so many things that we t- talked about in the episode uh, in that. And look, I think it's going to be funny, but I do not think, I do not think the real Space Force is going to like it whatsoever. It's like our show, right? Like there's a lot of I think they love our show. I think they love our show. But I don't think it's going to help with their legitimacy. I don't think it's going to help people take uh, it very serious. And I don't think it's going to help them really cement themselves as a sixth and newest branch of the US military. However... However, I do think that if they do it right, it does have the ability to perhaps educate the world, if you will, about the space domain and about the role that Space Force is going to play in the future. I think it has the ability to do that if they do it very cleverly, which I don't know if it's a word, but it looks pretty funny to me. It looks like a pretty funny show to me. Yeah, man. And you know what's also awesome? Uh, (laughs) The ad, the idea but that we're, our listeners and viewers are chatting with us on YouTube. Absolutely loving it. Uh, thanks, Terry McDonald, for your, uh, your comment. Is this going to create another security dilemma? Well, maybe they're actually just filling a gap. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they're not creating it. Maybe they're filling it. Maybe, you know, let's just, you know, we've already, before there was a space force, we had anti-satellite weapons. We had satellites. So I guess the security dilemma was probably already there. I think we can sort of answer that question, Terry. They're not creating a security dilemma, but they might be creating a space race. Yes, yeah. I got to say space race. And look, and, look, and look, does this create another security dilemma, Terry? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because everything that is, is you know, the communications to report a terrorist in a domestic sense is controlled by satellites. Now, what happens if a terrorist somehow manages to do a cyber attack onto that satellite, cutting out mobile communications lined up with a terrorist attack. That is a very serious security dilemma. And this is just an example. You say terrorist or because of our listener question, a Terry. Oh, oh, oh. Well, and we uh, have stepped up in class, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Uh, Mick, lesson one, don't call people listening to us terrorists. (laughs) That's not going to help followership. (laughs) All right. So look, ladies and gents, boys and girls, Facebook listeners that are listening to us live and those podcasters around the world, uh, there you have it. That is our take on the US Space Force. Um, and I had a lot of fun, Mick. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, look, I, I really, like, I mean, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the show. Um, and well, well, that's good. <laughs> I don't really care if other people are listening, but the, um, the interest, oh man, these shorts are so comfortable. Um, the, um, <laughs> the other thing is that, uh, mate, this is, this has been really fun about something that's going to cost $2 billion over the next five years, two, 2 billion us. So that's close yeah. to 4 billion Australian. Yeah, um, And it's probably uh, at least 300 British pounds. Um, so like that is, that's a significant amount of investment in something that we could have so much fun. And like, we could, we could definitely pull the piss out of the other services, but it'd be so much, it would be so much harder because we know what they do. Right. Absolutely. Um, and the mission sets kind of make sense with what we can see. And also the recruitment ads, you know, so like, yeah, when I was in the army, I was the edge. Um, but now. Um, There's beyond the edge, <laughs> beyond the edge. Yeah. So, you know, I just, it's been a fair bit of fun, this one. Uh, and the show is always fun. about being fun, but um, it's a serious thing to think about space force because does it belong in the realm of the military? Well, it, it does if you're looking to militarize certain parts of space. And with the way the future's going and how crowded it's getting up there, can you afford not to have a space force, I guess, is the question. You know, all I got to, you know, when you, when you think about do we need it, do we don't, everything we talked about, we're just at the start. And all I got to say is, you know, is just watch this space. <laughs> Billy Mitchell was right. Watch that's, this that's space. All saying, right? like, you don't have to go like Curtis LeMay and, and say it is just about space force. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, Billy Mitchell's thing, you know, you know, guys aren't seeing what's coming. Exactly. All right. Well, look, well, we hope you enjoyed our episode and deep dive and look into the Space Force. Mick, why don't you tell us about some social media? 
Oh, I don't know, because um, I'd have to do it. <laughs> Look, ladies and gents, find us on Sleepy Facebook. I could, I could give you the Facebook address, but it's uh, literally facebook.com slash uh, Um Search for us on Facebook, War for Idiots. You'll find us, put the links up. We might uh, share a few things up there over the week, uh, including links to our sponsors. Uh, and I'm telling you, it is about minus 5,000 degrees here in Canberra tonight, but I am nice and comfortable in my good-to-go gear. And uh, I'm not just saying that because they gave me the gear, but... Uh, I'm good to go to bed. Um, and uh, Twitter pages. So Richie uh, has a Twitter account. It's got an address, but mine is at Mick underscore cook. Uh, please, uh, please jump in, have a chat. Um, Richie is at Richie underscore triple T. Now you'll probably find a bit of a difference in the way that uh, the two of us engage. Um, I'm, if you're I'm, for I'm the nice one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a better way. I was going to say, if you're up for an argument, uh, message me. If you're up for an intellectual discussion, message Richie. But um, yeah, I won't hold my punches on Twitter with you, which is uh, not that I don't value your discussion. It's just that I want to get to the point pretty quick and then make you understand my point. Um, <laughs> but we also, uh, we also have our War for Idiots uh, Twitter channel, which is at War Numeral for Idiots. Uh, both Richie and I control that. So we might start signing off the conversational pieces with an R and, a, and an M. Mm. What, do they stand we also, for? We also, what do they stand for? Uh, Richie and Nick. Got it, got it. Um, or maybe we just should sign off with an I. <laughs> <laughs> Great show, Simon. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, but we also advertise our stuff on there as well. So make sure you do that. We also have some sweet, sweet merch. And uh, some merch was sold this week. Um, not for this show, but... Uh, oh, some, I was going to say. <laughs> some merch was sold. So I just want to tell uh, everyone out there that Richie and I are looking at a rebranding um, process, either this season or before mm. the season. And uh, you won't be able to get the merchandise we have for very long. Limited edition. So it's limited all edition. limited edition. Um, in fact, uh, I can guarantee if you jump on there and buy one of our T-shirts or the mug, you'll probably have number one of one. Um, so um, jump on there. You can find that at the Dead Prussian website, uh, the podcast that won't be named. So www.thedeadprussian.com. Click on the store or sweet merch, I think it's called on there. Um, go through. You'll find the War for Idiot stuff in the Dead Prussian store and buy it because uh, you know what? Um, just like this good to go gear, I uh, would like to see you in our uh, War for Idiot's retro T-shirts. Big time, big time. Spread the word. Help us get uh, more listeners. Help us uh, join conversations. Say hi, to, say hi to your mum. We want to be serious, but we want to have a good time uh, with you and your brains. So leave us a review, share the episode, keep the support coming. You're why we do it. So thank you very much. And until next time, this is Rich. And this is Mick. And remember that we may be idiots. But so are you. War for Idiots is a TDP production. All opinions expressed by individuals on the podcast are those of the individual and not necessarily representative of any other organisation. The music used during War for Idiots is Fireworks by Jazar and is used under an attribution share alike 3.0 international licence.